Chapter 51 of The Social War of 1900, or The Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Meg Turasek. The Social War of 1900, or The Conspirators and Lovers, by Simon Landis. Chapter 51 Nancy Clover Lecturing Deacon Stew Deacon Rob Stew and Reverend Joe Peer were confined three weeks in the secret chamber of Tabernacle Hall, suffering from the terrible beating that the saintly brethren dealt them so generously, without money and without price. The deacon suffered immensely, was delirious and in agony for several days, and when he came to his senses again, Sister Nancy Clover had several quiet discussions with him, in which she counseled him to be more moderate and cautious in his deportment toward the saints. Otherwise he would prove the worst enemy to the cause, by being overzealous and too severe. He did not feel disposed to agree with his beloved sister Nancy Clover, and said, "'You are like all the rest, giving me advice that is not sought for. Therefore I do not value it. Hence shall not heed it. If you folks had our holy cause as much at heart as I have, you would be equally zealous in promulgating its advancement, and quite as severe on delinquents.' backsliders and apostates as i am brother stew said the sister you are mistaken in your logic and the course you are pursuing you cannot drive intelligent and heroic minds as you can the lower classes of the sainthood you should be old enough to know that in a project like ours a great deal of policy in the shape of a literal flattery is necessary to cause an energetic unanimous action cannot you see that this beating that you and brother peer received was caused by the spirit the brethren had against you for being so terribly rigid with them had you used a little more soft soap instead neither you nor joe peer would have had any need to suffer from the terrible bruises that you have received if your logic is correct said he why did they strike brother peer he never was severe on any of them but as mild as mush and milk and as easily scared as a child of five years but on account of being afraid of you he invariably enforced your commands contrary to his own convictions which caused them to despise him instead of hating him as they did you since you have been lying sick in this place, I have lectured to the brethren in such a manner as to cause them to be a unit again, and they are now all friendly toward both you and Brother Peer. I therefore pray you to take my advice, and when you come before them again, be resolute and determined, but more conciliatory than you were before, when you will strengthen the bonds of sainthood and cause a powerful unanimous cooperation with the whole religious world, said Nancy Clover. 
my beloved sister said he i must acknowledge that you are the best and wisest strategist living therefore i will most heartily and thankfully carry out your excellent advice you must have labored hard and suffered much since that night of the fight you are right i have done all that but i never find it hard to conciliate the sainthood however i use policy and by shrewd flattery and common sense appeals to the disturbed minds i am always capable of exercising an influence that works favorably in carrying out the plans in anticipation probably you have noticed this on several occasions responded nancy clover yes beloved saint i have seen it and had it not been for you and your wise counsel our sacredly secret conclave would have gone to ruin long before this time you really are an angel worth ten thousand butterflies like the modest fashionable women of our age i admire a woman that can act her part dauntlessly in life's great conflict there are only two females on this earth that i am acquainted with whom i admire you are the one and miss lucinda armington is the other seriously said the deacon bah exclaimed sister nancy clover with a contemptuous sneer on her countenance what do you see in her to admire she is a poor weak silly fool of a chit and i am astonished at you to admire the one that despises you and is your mortal enemy i cannot help admiring and loving the little imp said the deacon because she has the metal of a heroine and fire of an infuriated tigress noble qualities in a woman if she knows how to use them as miss armington does indeed ejaculated nancy clover and when and where did you detect all these excellent qualities in that despicable creature it must have been since we had her carried to the asylum certainly it has been since she is confined in the asylum said the deacon he now related his adventures with miss armington with which the reader is familiar when sister nancy said so you admire and love the character of a woman who can work her own way through calm and storm well brother i admire you for having so much good sense for it would be better for the race of mankind if women could learn to stand upon their own legs i mean their own inalienable rights and although i hate miss armington because she is our enemy yet i nevertheless think more of her for having thrashed you and also for that most ludicrous exchange of apparel really beloved brother the latter incident seems very ludicrous to me although it may have been almost death to you yet as you admire the heroine for such she is in spite of everything you must look upon it in the same light that i do truly dear sister responded the deacon i often laugh to myself about the ridiculous picture i must have made 
if any one could have seen the whole affair he would undoubtedly have enjoyed it amazingly at my expense as the boys did at the bullfrogs how was that said she did you never hear that story several boys were throwing stones at the frogs which was fun for them but death to the frogs surely your case was not unlike the frogs and you were a lucky frog to have gotten off so easily said sister clover yes dear sister but you know that the lord always favors his elect and although i have received several assaults recently you can readily see the finger of jehovah each time pointing to my side which saved my life in the most perilous conflicts and i have unbounded faith that god will protect me on any occasion exclaimed the deacon do not be too sure of all that good brother for although my faith in god and in our holy cause is equal to anybody's yet there are certain fixed laws which he has made and which we are ordained to learn and obey else we cannot stand erect and safe in life or death said she hut tut dear sister do you know that you are advocating dr juno's cause when you speak that way i hope you are unlike one of the managers of this insane asylum who was a great admirer of miss armington and is evidently in sympathy with this heretic ejaculated the deacon truth is mighty brother stew said she but i will not commit myself in public or before the sainthood as you did to receive a furious pummeling laughed she really you are a trump say or do what i will you always catch me in some corner which plainly shows that you are the better man of us two therefore i shall heed your excellent advice now and in the future exclaimed the deacon brother joe Pier came into the room when the conversation was changed end of chapter fifty one recording by meg turasek